Welcome to the second edition of the Ironstone uh, podcast. Today we're going to be talking about goal setting and self-evaluation. With me, uh, Patrick, your host, I have Lisa McNeil, one of our star coaches, massage therapist extraordinaire, and aspiring paramedic. <laughs> uh, Jovanna Duke, animation studio management extraordinaire, <laughs> hobby, CrossFit, soccer, and knitting enthusiast. Oh, and now professional home renovator. That's right. And Ollie Poole, who is now a uh, medicine student with a residency Ooh, program. Got a job. Uh, <laughs> here in Halifax, so we get to keep him. So the easiest way to talk about goal setting is to start with the honest and most obvious thing, and that's being able to evaluate yourself. Self-evaluation is a really difficult thing because it means you have to be really honest about yourself and your weaknesses and and what you actually want and what you're prioritizing um, if you really want to be better at something. Mm -hmm. So for me, like my own personal example is the infinite double unders struggle <laughs> bus. I think it would have been about 2014 or 13. We had a competition at the Canard Center. There was a workout there that ended with 30, just 30 double unders at the end of it. And I could not do a single one. Not one. Whoa. And I was pretty fast for the rest of the workout, but I couldn't do really? one double under. Um, so that was kind of my humbling moment and my my main impetus for getting better at them. But I still probably, like being honest with myself and everyone on the podcast, I probably haven't invested the time into double unders that I still should have considering how much of weakness there. So that's kind of... The honesty piece so it's about honesty and taking ownership when we're talking about evaluating our progress and as far as the open goes for this year i'm going to throw it over to ollie and see if he knows what he can be honest about as far as where his biggest area for potential progress is there's a number of them but um firstly i think well the leading up to the open as, as you guys know i was kind of traveling all over the country and like interviewing all these schools and doing electives in all these places and and in that time did kind of not very much crossfit kind of went to the gym every now and then and, and it would usually just squat or like do strict shoulder press or something that was not really getting my heart rate up and then also wasn't living at home so was not eating well and then came back and was like got on the scales and was like oh i'm 220 pounds that's uh that's a lot more than before I left three months ago. <laughs> so, so, then, so then went into the open and was like, oh, geez, now I'm like essentially doing the open with a weight vest on. Which kind of sort of, not, not as a like, hey, look at me, but just sort of like, okay, well, there's a, there's a point of reflection for next year. <laughs> Maybe try and enter the open at a more ideal body habitus than you did this year. So that, so yeah, so in terms of like my self-reflection, like, now, like even over the last couple of weeks, I'm like, okay, let's, now I'm back. I'm, I know I'm going to be here for the next five years. I know I'm going to be more stable. It's like, okay, now's the time where you can actually start getting a bit more consistent with your training. And then if you go back to your pyramid of CrossFit or whatever it is, like <laughs> I haven't done a level one, so I can't tell you all the terms, but they're like, I did, but I can't big one on the bottom is like nutrition, which I've just been completely ignoring for the whole time I've done <laughs> CrossFit. So. Yeah. So yeah. So, you just didn't want to spend the money on a wave vest. 
Yeah. <laughs> poor man's weight vest is definitely 15 pounds. It takes longer to get off yeah. when the emergency yeah. strap. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. quick release. Looking at Ollie from outside, his obvious biggest goal was get a residency program. Mm. That came before the open. That came before the open. Oh, Sorry, a good athlete. Slightly more important thing. And mm. obviously you have to prioritize. So mm. like competing priorities. What do you think the biggest priority in your life is right now? Finding balance and not burning out and not taking on too much and finding, yeah, having the gym be a, a release and a safe haven. <laughs> um, because everything else can be so hectic. Like Ollie's um, experiences are more common than not. It's very, mm. it's hard when you have life getting in the way and you have your nutrition and you, you know all these goals. We all talk about them, our friendship circles within the gym. So it's not news to us about nutrition and consistent training and finding a happy work-life balance, but life gets in the way and it's hard. Um, so that's for me right now. <laughs> it's trying to find that, establish that balance and not beat myself up about it. Yeah, I see that. Um, there's a few different ways that happens with balance inside the gym. So you mentioned like having the gym be a, mm. a release and a, a safe space and, and that kind of just struck a chord with me. Mm. And I think that happens a lot when people overcommit to a set of goals that are either unrealistic or should be should be in the distant future and they're trying to, to accomplish things that should be a year or two down the road next month. So the pressure they put on mm. themselves to accomplish it the amount of effort and time they expend. Now they're suddenly in the gym four or five hours a day, mm -hmm. five, six, seven workouts, skill work. Uh, it, it starts to pile up and this thing that is supposed to be a hobby and enjoyable and a release is suddenly another stressor that's been mm -hmm. added to the pile in your life. Completely. Well said. So that, that balance, that, that set of priorities also has to be like within your own training. Like what am I prioritizing right now and what am I willing to let go for the time being in order to accomplish these other things to not let this thing get out of control none of us are pros we don't get to just do this all day every day we have to have yeah. jobs and you know be realistic about what we can accomplish in here so that's tough the quote i'm on right now is when you own the problem you own the solution and i've been thinking about this a lot with business related stuff so rather than attributing it to something else that someone else controls it doesn't even matter if it's your fault as soon as you take ownership of the problem and you also immediately get ownership of the solution for that problem. So if we look at something that just happened, the handstand push-up standard, which is super controversial. The line's really high. It's really hard. Uh, yeah, great. You, yeah, well, you two did. Short form. Hey, but yeah, yada, 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 like this, that, it. and the other it's thing. It's controversial. Not everyone yeah. likes it. It's negatively impacted. So if we think about like the standard, the standard is the thing. But if we go back to the quote, if you take ownership of the problem, you own the solution. Well, yeah, the standard's harder than what you're used to. Mm. But as soon as you decide that the standard is the standard and you're going to have to meet it, then you have to take ownership of how to fix it. So if mm. that's get a stronger midline so you don't collapse at the core and lose that extra length, if that's get more efficient so you don't have to spend as much time upside down and burn out because of it, if that's you know, spend more time actively holding things overhead so you get a stronger active shoulder, mm. be able to bring your hands in more narrow by increasing your shoulder mobility. Yeah. Whatever the thing is, if you own it, you can fit, like, you can find the way to fix it yeah. yourself. I feel like a lot of the discussion that came around that, it was, 
we get so squirreled away in our gym and our leaderboarding and things like that that ego does get in the way naturally and sometimes it can be a good thing that inspires the competitive aspect of CrossFit that is quite essential to us getting better but instead of seeing it as an opportunity to improve a movement CrossFit isn't setting a standard so that we all lose fitness or get worse at something if anything everyone was saying you know I had to hold this position in a far more proficient Mm. way point form it shows you if you had a hard time reassess how you do handstand push-ups like are you fully like extended do you have to go really wide because of lack of mobility if you looked at the people who struggled at our gym Mm -hmm. with standard when they kicked up at the start of the workout before their heart rate was up with their judge they were all well above the line so and they did their little handstand push-up they did a practice one and their heels went right above the line so it's like something must have happened in Within there fatigue. with your form your fatigue or something to break down for you for that not to work so yeah to, to, i think to blame the standard on that is a bit like well whatever like it's a none of us going to the games but b it's like is that is that going to help your performance saying oh that's the reason i didn't do well because because of this standard or do I need to this it's just the easiest way yeah but it's just so easy when someone put a line on the wall to say the line is the problem I guess it links into what your objectives are I guess the whole purpose of your goal setting are you competing to competition standards or are you me trying to get a sweat on yeah I think it it goes exactly back to the whole premise of this whole podcast and that self-evaluation thing right like like life is a series of humbling moments and a lot of people got humbled on that workout and if you look at it like oh it's the workout's fault then you're never going to get any better at this so you know I mean like <laughs> change it, it. change so the workout get better get a better midline get, yeah. get a better core so that you can hold that full extended handstand push up position use that as your humbling moment to go back and be like actually maybe all of these times I was like oh well my Diane time's actually 2 minutes 30 then you have to be like well is it did you do it under those like Maybe it isn't. Maybe you're just telling yourself that because you did crappy handstand push-ups the whole year. That's actually why the the reason we're recording this podcast right now and the reason why this is so valuable to me, the Open, is because it gives you a lot of data. It gives you a lot of moments where you get to to recognize your strengths and weaknesses if you want to, if you want to be honest with yourself about what they are. And it gives you an opportunity in kind of a, I won't say judgment-free, but like, with, with no one else telling you what the problem is, it's just there on the table for you to see because of the way the workouts are designed, because of the way they're put together. It, it's fairly easy to isolate what your problem is and what you need to work on. So I had an example in mind of this when I came today to make a point. And we're going to use something we call the five whys method. And I'm going to ask Ollie to do this about the snatch chest to bar ladder from last year. So the snatch chest to bar ladder. Why? That went so quick for me. <laughs> if, if, you weren't, if you weren't there for it, if, you're, if you weren't there for it, was uh, snatches and chest to bar pull-ups. Uh, the weight of the snatches increased and the chest to bar pull-up number increased each round. If you made it through a round before a set time cap, you got to go on to the next round and so on. And for a lot of people, the race was to get to the... 185 pound bar for the for the men just based on where you sat you had to get through 135 pound snatches yep to get to be able to go to the 185 pound bar and that's where most people kind of topped out ollie unfortunately didn't have a great experience with that workout that was a rough one it was a frustrating one yeah 
And I'm going to start with the five whys method right now. Sure. Why? I think it was just a workout that I wasn't necessarily that well prepared for. Um, probably because A, in the first round, first three rounds at the 95 pound bar, I was convinced I wanted to get to 185 and have that just like highlight CrossFit open moment where I PR my snatch at 185 because my max at the time was 175. I thought this would be this great moment. So I did the first round of 95, like touch and go squat snatches, um, which probably wasn't in my like work capacity range at that time. So then got to the 135 pound bar and it was like, okay, now you're in this position where how many times this year have you done like sets of five squat snatches at 135 whilst your heart rate's 190? And then I was like, probably zero. (laughs) This is probably the first time. Um, So then like the first one goes up and you're like, oh, that didn't feel very good. And then it really, really exposed like huge holes in my squat snatch like technique. I just didn't, when I was under fatigue, I wasn't able to like stay on my heels, put myself in the position where I can like use my hips efficiently. I, I was all over the place and I just got absolutely mangled by that bar for the yeah. next six minutes. It was terrible. So you kind of did the next one, right? So the answer is why it went so bad was you got mangled by the 135 pound bar. Yeah. The why was you were kind of all over the place. Yeah. Weight was in your heels. Yeah. Weren't consistent. Um, soft in the shoulder, lost yeah. the bar a few times. Why? I allowed myself to get too fatigued early on. I was, uh, I had that, I didn't really know how fast I could do the first rounds. Uh, I didn't know how fast I could do the 95 pound bar mentally. Uh, this is where things get tough. Why didn't you know how fast? Yeah. Just my speed of my reps on the 95 pound bar wasn't, well, was the problem, but me being able to do that wasn't the problem. It was more that I didn't strategize. Is that word? Strategize. I didn't have a good strategy for the workout. You didn't have the awareness of, Mm. of, and maybe that's part of that is my training. Maybe I didn't, do enough snatching under fatigue like I, I um you kind of answered your own next why it was also nested in your answer to the last one you prefer to pace workouts from the beginning yeah so yeah. the answer to your why if i'm actually listening to everything you're saying is you probably never take the limiters off in training and just go yeah i'd camp. say that's absolutely fair outside of like rowing intervals where I, I know I'm pretty proficient at it and I know I can go full ham and recover and be fine. I don't think that there's, I'm, I'm not a fan of like going out really fast and then just imploding because <laughs> I just think it's useless because you get, I feel like you get a worse score. Worse score. Exactly. And then, well, I guess worse score, but in reflection, as I guess the reflection, I can just sense that you're trying to get me to do. <laughs> is, is that maybe it sometimes that's got some utility to be like, yeah, this is a 10 minute workout. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go flat out at the beginning and I'm going to be completely ruined by four minutes, but I'm probably going to get something out of it at the end versus cruising through. Like the enter one today, the, dark I, cave. the one today yeah. I did not enter the dark cave at all. <laughs> I had no patience for the dark cave. I yeah. was just like, no, nope, not going anywhere near that cave. So actually today's <laughs> workout was a perfect example yeah. of a workout that was designed to let people do that. You could go crazy in the first round, hold on for dear life in the second round and suffer through three and four and the pain still ends relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. So you get something out of not pacing in the beginning, yeah. right? So 
just to bring it back. So you can do the why thing with pretty much anything. So like if you go like my worst workout this year was the double unders and muscle ops workout. Why? Because I'm so inefficient at double unders that by the time I finished them, my muscle ups were shit. Mm. I have muscle ups, but obviously the double unders had a negative impact. Why? Because I use way too much energy skipping. I jump probably too high. I use too much shoulder in, in the double under, so my technique's kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And it definitely ruined me and my ability to actually like be strong in the rings and be confident I could get up there. Why is my technique shit? Because I haven't spent any time working on it. There's my answer, right? Like you just go all the way down the line and you have the answer to your own mm-hmm. problem if you want to find it. I want to kind of change gears for a minute and move on to the next hard part. So like once you're honest with yourself and you decide what you have to fix, the, the hard part is actually fixing it and goal setting, right? Not to be too academic about it. I don't want to be, but there are, there's pretty like tried and tested methodologies for setting goals. Have you ever heard of smart? Do you know what a smart goal is? Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about when I say smart goals? It's not rice. Uh, I can't remember specific <laughs> measurable. I have no idea what you're talking about. Specific, <laughs> measurable, achievable, receivable. No, A is something else. It's 2018. Don't we all have that? I should have probably looked, looked this like, up look before this up. you brought <laughs> it up in the you topic. If you were to call no, I, right I got the I got the old magic keyboard going. I know. I'm like, don't we have the but internet? The problem right is now? everyone defines them differently. <laughs> so smart goals oh, are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, R and go. time limited. Time limited. Yes. So like when we say specific, we mean you know you can't make a general goal like be more consistent. <laughs> um, uh, measurable is something you can actually quantify and measure to see if you achieved it in some way if it's not measurable there's no way to evaluate if you got there uh, achievable it's definitely something that you could so I can say I want to snatch 300 pounds this year it ain't happening that's like, not realistic that is not so that is no. not achievable I love you but that is not achievable <laughs> and it, it's changed like if you give it a reference point it doesn't right. mean it's not achievable someday it just means in the time frame. That in the time frame that yourself, you've also selected the goal for, it's not achievable. That would be asking me to add, you know, ten pounds to my snatch a month. That's not like not actually, but you know, yeah. like it's not something that's realistic. And then relevant is it actually relevant to you and what you want to accomplish? So there's no point in setting goals that don't matter to you because mm-hmm. you're not going to spend any time and effort trying to achieve them. So it's just like you could fill out the you know, 25 goal pages on your magic diary, but if it's not a relevant goal, you can just scratch that one off now. You're not going to do it. And then Wait, time limited. I'm just kidding. Time limited is it has to have, be constrained by time in some way. You have to have set a date that you want to achieve that thing by. Otherwise, it could just keep getting pushed on and on mm-hmm. and on. And that that's like a tested method for setting goals and achieving as many as possible. It, it works. Okay. It, with that in mind, I would like to talk about everyone's goals. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna try and we're gonna try and apply this because I think one of the benefits of doing this for a podcast where most of the people that listen to it are gonna be our members is that hearing it applied to something relevant to them, something they might do, something they might want to achieve, even if it's not the exact same example, is a really good way to like get a feel for how to do it yourself. So I'm gonna Zing back to you, since you started us off. 
with your goal. Yes. Your goal was to be more consistent. Yes. Let's see if we can make that as a group into a smart goal. Sure. So S. So you need to be specific. Specific. What does consistent mean? So we have to d define consistent. So consistency in this context would mean being in the gym X number of days per week. Trying really hard to be here and not let work take over. I think that's kind of my, my goal because I, I do come to the gym. I am here. I, am, I do sweat, but making more of an effort to pull back and say, okay, this can wait. Right. So... so I'm hearing the things you're saying. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna say your goal for you. Go on. I'm gonna try and bring the level of like specificity that I want to get to. <sighs> okay, it's a word. Yeah, specificity. Short. We all agree. So, your your specific goal is I'm going to schedule, in my schedule, three one-hour sessions and two two-hour sessions of CrossFit per week. I like that. So then it, is that measurable? I've, I've already assigned a measurement mm -hmm. to that, right? Because I've given it a, a time that you're supposed to be in there. Yes. Um, is it achievable based on your schedule? See, this is a, it has to be mildly flexible, so I'm not constantly failing. So I have to have a... Right. A, but, a, 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 so like the gym is open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yes. If I, but if I have like a two, one hour... And so two, I'm going to schedule. Hour. So every, that might mean that every Sunday night you have to sit down and go, my schedule for this week looks like this. My three one-hour sessions are Monday at 6 a.m., Tuesday at 7, Thursday at noon, and then my two-hour session is Saturday at 11. And you might have to do that every week, but you can. that's still achievable if, you move, if you're willing to move the pieces around. If you're able. If you're <laughs> willing and able. They're willing is, and able, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Right? Right. Is it relevant? So you said you wanted to be more consistent. Yes. So is that a, that goal relevant to accomplish that task? It's absolutely relevant because this is a big part of my life. And I know that in the last few years since doing CrossFit, I know the progress I've made, even though sometimes it's hard to remember that. Um, but it is relevant because I want to do it. And it's an important part of my life. So yes. We have to assign a time basis to knowing when that goal is achieved. That can't go for infinity, right? Mm. So the next step would be saying like, for the next three months, I'm going to do this. Yes. No, I love it. That's like really The consultation. Hey? <laughs> no, but it's important because it's flu your attendance fluctuates because you can, it, it fluctuates. And when it's inconsistent, that's when it can be frustrating and that's when you don't see those results. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. So let's just just throw it out there. What do you, what do you want? for next year well let's keep this open relevant so let's, i honestly let's stick have for no idea that's change or, or impact i would like to get back into oh. the shape that i was in pre 10 months of doing school mm. and school's hard huh? school school's is hard. so <laughs> hard um i i guess i don't like have a goal uh, um, well-rounded feeling good um, too general, too general. <laughs> I know, I'm just looking at that. Like, you know what, and earlier when you were talking about me in the beginning. Let's go back to your first one. You want to get in the shape that you were in last year. In that's that's a goal. Yeah, my goal, I guess, for this coming year is to make time to do my five classes a week that I do, because I always participate in class. Really always try and do the competitors programming that you post, even the split jerks and the snatches that I suck at. Um, and just, I think I really want to work on my weaknesses. 
Okay. That's really general. Okay, that's still super general. But let's like, take that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one. Of okay, them. let's do you it. You want to work on your weaknesses. Yeah, that's a good one because I think that's gonna be a really common goal for everyone. Mm. The members of the gym, you want to work on your weaknesses. Pick one. The rig. The pull. You want to be better on the pull-up bar. Pull-up bar and stop resting a minute and a half in between each muscle-up. Okay. So. So <laughs> now we're on in gymnastics on the gymnastics. rig gym, based gymnastics. We're in a ballpark here. Okay. We're getting more specific. We can work with that. That's I think specific enough. So I am going to. Do... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some sort of hypnotism. <laughs> so yeah, well I wanted to do like I'm here five days a week. Yeah. What's to realistic work out? in your schedule? I wanted to do like two or three times a week if I could spend fifteen minutes before or after class either doing like a little imam or just even um skill work so once a week twice a week once a week once a week <laughs> lisa's going to block off an hour in her schedule okay to do gymnastic skill work and mobility oh that's a great goal I mean, 20 minutes of each. <laughs> I mean, I know. I'm really bad. 20 minutes of each. Okay. For the next four months, once a week. And this is being recorded, so I gotta do it. <laughs> this is it. Signed in blood. All right, I can do that. You know where the conversation's going next, Ollie, so. Oh, man. Specificity. For me, part of it's like, I would think about it more like, I'd like to get each week, I want to do like, the four days a week that are programmed, like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday programming, I'd like to get through all of that and then like two of the four days of the competitors programming. Perfect. He had a but sp also specific and measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-limited goal. Yeah, a time-limited, I'd say like in the first six You've months You've done this smart thing before, haven't you? They talked about this before they let us in oh here. Oh my. I was oh, like, I don't know what I can do for M. But one thing I want to say, because everyone's goals are pretty big, uh, like the things that are weeks and days and whatever, but they don't have to necessarily be, necessarily be these huge time commitments. So like I, if we tie everything back together, if we go back to that handstand push-up thing, one goal related to that handstand push-up thing that you could potentially make is something like, I'm going to spend three minutes in a handstand every week. Right. And it's... It's a simple goal. It's achievable at home. It's it's all of those things, but it's still a step that could get you to fixing your problem. If your problem was active shoulder or midline stability or one of the things just based on being inverted. So it doesn't have to be these huge goals. Like I'm going to do 20 minutes of skill work and I'm going to get all these muscle ups. Like it doesn't have to be at that scale. It can be right. simple and small. I guess the, the final thing is, is uh, a goal for the podcast so we've done two um so the goal is to do at least five more podcasts before september 1st of this year wow so that's pretty that's pretty spread out that's not too ambitious it's i think achievable but um since we've done none in the three years before this <laughs> i think that's where we'll start can i ask what the goal of the podcast yeah, do you have are? a plan in mind? What is what is your objective? Behind Tell this? me all your goals. Yes. <laughs> is is there an objective? So, we started the podcast because we wanted to be able to communicate with people, and it started around the open because we felt like there was there's a barrier there. Now we've reached the size of a gym where 
there are people in this gym that I don't know who they are. Like, I can't recognize. I look at a, a class list and go, uh, Jan, I'm sorry, but, like, if you walk through the door right now, I don't know who you are. The, the main goal of the podcast is to bridge the gap between uh, myself, the other coaches, Jens, like, between the, the owners and the coaches and the members that we don't really get to interact with face-to-face just based on schedules and time and how this unfolds. That's the main goal. Like, it's, it's just to provide communication. I think the next, the next step is, like, can we start to use this as a material for people on the outside looking in to understand who we are? Because there's 100 CrossFit gyms within driving like a re- not reasonable driving distance, but like you could drive to a hundred CrossFit gyms. You could go to a hundred different gyms. Why, why are we who we are? What are we, what are we about? This is like the only way that you can communicate other than, you know, the website that no one reads. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like is video and, and audio is like talk to people. So like that's it. what we want to do. I like it. I approve. Great. <laughs> Some audio member approval. All right, so I think we're going to call that one a wrap for today. Thank you very much, and hopefully we'll be back again soon. Thank you for having us.